Welcome to Real Talk for Thought. I'm your host, Kimberly Easton Holmes, and your co-host, Nicole Jones. And we want you to know you are not alone. You are listening to Real Talk for Thought, your host, Kimberly Easton Holmes, and co-host, Nicole Jones. Welcome back to another episode of Church Hurt. And again, I'm your host, Kimberly Easton Holmes. For those of you who are with us tonight, we do appreciate it on a night of unrest. Um, we do appreciate you chiming into the podcast tonight. We also have us have with us a guest, Mr. Rodney Giles, who is a good friend of mine, um, who is doing absolutely marvelous things for the kingdom of God. Last week, we spoke about church hurt, the causes and the effect, especially on the youth, um, as well as what we refer to babies in Christ. Even as I reflect back on my life growing up, I didn't necessarily know that I had a calling on my life. However, it was very apparent to me that I was different and that I had certain convictions that guided my life. As I mentioned last week, my life came with many challenges being elevated to a new sense of spiritual awareness. I now understand the plot that was against me. I understand what the devil had in store for me, which was to assassinate me along with many of you. When there is a calling on your life, the devil does not play fair. He will use the closest people to you to carry out his plans. God knows his plans for your life and so does the adversary. His job is to do and to try to halt the plans of God. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, it states that he knows the thoughts that he thinks toward us. For a while now, God has been dealing with me and I've been contemplating the words assassination and abortion. The word assassination can mean um, more than one thing. An assassination can happen by physically killing a person or the assassination of their character. As well as an abortion can happen in many forms. An An abortion can be a deliberate termination of a human pregnancy, or it might be a divine purpose that is aborted before its time. I have seen plenty of young babies in Christ, missions aborted before time, or either their character was assassinated. Some may say a person who has left the will of God or his presence be not faithful, or they might be accused of being weak stating that they had more faith in man than they had in God. However, I hold those who knew better for their church short, or did they know better? Did they not even have the capacity to operate in the assignment assigned to them or by man, not God? Just because man assigns you to a task or rule does not mean that God has ordained you for that position. I want to stop right there um, and give the floor to Mr. Rodney Giles so that he can elaborate um, on last week's um, conversation and give us a little bit of insight into his walk uh, as far as church hurt and where he's at and as well as address those things that I've said tonight. Oh, God, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I want to open up and, and say that I hope this, those that have joined in blessed and, and safe that you know you you're you're praying for this nation praying for this world praying for your family and praying for yourself daily you know when we talk about church hurt you know, the conversation last week was was actually uh, an epic conversation very um transformative to the point i had the chance to 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 listen you know, to the children of God, and it brought back memories of what I experienced. And when I think about church hurt, you know, I made the statement on last week that some of it we have to take ownership to. Ownership to the point that, yes, we put expectations on man. That's our first mistake. Yes, we have an opportunity, as some of us that experienced that church hurt, fell into that religion. I myself left it at the age of 13, went back to it at the age of about eh, 45, 46. And it didn't take long to find out that that religiosity was still there. And not much has changed. And I may be stepping on some toes, but that, that church hurt does not go away. You go into filling voids. Some of us as a child that was raised into church or raised into religion, 
and we find out as you know miss kim you you stated we start questioning some of us there are things that don't sound right there are things that don't feel right and when we start asking questions through the, the old heads they can't give us a reason why just to, just because and when we start not falling into the norm when we start not falling in, in, in line, if you will, that's when you start finding out that you're gonna be shunned. And you know that church hurt from experience, it, it causes us, caused me to go out there and fill those voids in other places. Emotionally, physically, um, not too good places. It's, it's a dark place. And that comes about that when we talk about that church hurt, it's disappointment. It's disappointment because we haven't sometimes started to study to show ourselves approved. And at the same time, we're still searching for answers and not even realizing that the true answer finally comes by the, the, the angel of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, God himself. So I'm gonna stop right there. I don't wanna take up all the time, Ms. Ms. Kimberly. Oh no, please um, elaborate, please. Well, that church hurt sometime will cause us to look for love in all the wrong places. And hopefully we, everybody that's online here is over the age of 18. Looking for love in all <laughs> and, the wrong places. And you know, and, and we know, those of you that at the sound of my voice, when we start looking for love in all the wrong places, we're looking for the wrong people to touch us, right? We're looking for, you know, the, the antidote in a bottle. We're looking for the antidote in a, in a weed. Now in the in the 80s, you know, what were they, what were they, what were they smoking in the 80s? That love boat, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we, did a, we did a whole lot of stuff trying to fill those, those, those voids, and I call them brain rewards. It's either the drinking, the sex, the alcohol, the gambling, the shopping, everything except for understanding spirituality because we're running from that religiosity or things that were shoved down our throat. And the, the old heads and these issues and that battle and that fight is still real today, is relevant. It's very relevant. And a lot of times when we are, we are hurt, we are disappointed, we don't forget. We don't forget. And the same people, if, if some of you can relate, the same people that hurt us are the same ones that say they love us, but they don't really understand the depths of what they've done to us. It's trauma. It, it really is, it's trauma. And sometimes, unfortunately, we produce, we produce other children and we pass that hurt and that confusion sometime to them, not even realize what we're doing. Amen. And so as we understand first and foremost, I think it's important we have to forgive ourselves. Forgive ourselves for the things that we did while we were hurt and didn't understand what that feeling was. Understand, you know, the things that, that we did because we didn't have our voice and we couldn't explain it, but we knew that something was wrong. And, you know, there was a time where, you know, people started talking about emotionally, spiritually, really inapt really dis dysfunctional. And today we are still, unfortunately, going after the wrong places and trying to self-medicate. That's, mm -hmm. that's where I am. And that's that self-medication causes us not to have healthy relationships with our children, healthy mm -hmm. relationships with our family, or healthy relationships in our, with, with our kids, you know? Um, and let's not go into a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That could, that could be another story. And you know, when we, when we straighten up and try to do right, we don't understand that the gang and the people that we hung up with, we had something in common with them for years. So it's kind of difficult to try to have healthy relationships with unhealthy people. And then we expect something different. So I think the, the issue right now of church hurt is, is very relevant. Um, it's, it really, causes us to to do our research do our homework and go into prayer and really understand what soul ties is all about and those those soul ties is just oh my god you familiar with that miss kim 
No, sorry. Could you elaborate on that? Soul ties are things that can that can happen where spirits are actually entwined. Mm. They're they're entwined, and there's a, some some practices. For instance, if someone that you had a very unhealthy relationship with, and they shower you with gifts. The person is out of your life, but when they leave the little trinkets and the necklaces and the, the, the watches behind, we would suggest that you get rid of everything out of your house that they ever gave you because that spirit in them is still there. Mm. Soul ties is it, it it causes, you know, when you you had that uh that first boyfriend, girlfriend relationships and you never forget them. But at the same time, you want to because there was nothing you got out of it positively anyway and you wonder you wonder why it's a residue mm. and most times that when people hurt you it's not just them it's the spirit in them and mm. vice versa mm -hmm. you know? um so that that soul ties i suggest that you you know just google it and do your research you know about that it's it's amazing of some of the things that we don't understand from that cardinal mind of what we do to create it what we do to be open to it and we're actually exposed that's why some people, if we have a history, some men will always find the same type of woman. Some women will find the same type of man in some way. It may start out good, but eventually you're going to find out exactly who they are. Just no good for you at the time. Don't get me started. Go for it. Go for a it. Absolutely. Go for it. But at this, you know, we, we call the church hurt. So I'm kind of I'm kind of mixed up to really say everything is, is about church hurt. I think there's an expectation that we can put on our leaders. There's an expectations we can put on our parents, or even we go to work on a day every day on, on our supervisors and we feel entitled. And for that person not meeting our expectations, we have to check ourselves sometimes and really challenge ourselves for even putting so much trust in somebody not even knowing whether they had the capability that that is so true that that is true so you know as as an adult when i came into manhood you know i remember i listened to the the barbershop stories i listened to the playground stories and they explained to me in the barbershop and the playground and in the back of the bus more things that was going on than they did in Bible study. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but at the, at the same time, it gave me, it gave me a hunger. It gave, it gave me a thirst. And when I knew that something was not right, and I shared last week, I'm the son of a Pentecostal preacher, apostolic, baptized, you know, in the, in the water, speaking in tongue. Well, they did, but when I got baptized, I didn't speak in tongue. Ooh. And from what was told to me and from what I embraced is like, well, wait a minute. I confessed my sins in front of church. Mm -hmm. I said I wanted to be baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. I was submersed in water. I tarried Jesus, 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 and nothing happened. And because of that, I thought that I was not saved because I didn't speak in tongue. Mm -hmm. And you know what I did? Maybe you don't know. Mm -hmm. I, went right back, I went right back out there. I went right back out there to what was comfortable to me. I went right back out there to that gin. I went right back out there to the sisters and the aunts and the nieces and the cousins and the mothers and anybody else that said yes. Am I telling too much, Miss 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 Kim? Uh, no, you you telling the <laughs> truth. That's what I wish more people would do. And, tell the and truth. You know, that was that was all ammunition from my hurt, from my pain. And when I went back as as a man and started confessing to the old folks and and telling some people saying. You know, I don't, I don't feel right, you know, from that emotional hurt and from that spiritual hurt. The only thing they told me was just pray. And I didn't know how to, hmm. you know, and I listened to the stories about, you know, when you give yourself to Christ, when you give your life to Christ, life gets better and better, gooder and gooder, as my daddy went, mm -hmm. used to say. And when I went back into the same church as a man, 
I, I told them they lied to me. They lied because for me, from what I experienced giving my life to Christ, I thought everything was going to get gooder and gooder. And it got harder. It got, it got tougher. I began to have more questions and more, you know, things that I didn't understand. And I asked the leaders of the church then to explain it to me and they couldn't. So then it went back for me, even though I didn't speak in tongue, I finally figured out that salvation and when you're actually saved, your appetites change. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a measurement. Your appetites change because that, 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 that lust in your heart goes away. That taste of alcohol that's off your tongue. You know, can, can, can anybody relate to that? Amen. You know, and, and when your appetites change, you want a different kind of party. And sometimes you to to rebuild and and strength, and rebuild and have a a personal relationship with God. That's the party that you need to worry about. That's the only guest you need. That is the only one. And I think they we we have also been conditioned, as I said last week. We say we're hurt, and if you say you hurt, we're supposed to act a certain way. But if you realize that that it's not major hurt, it's major disappointment. And it's a mindset. It's a mindset to accept that sometimes you're going to be offended. Sometimes that people that are, are, are not too knowledgeable, that have not studied for themselves, that can quote scripture day in and day out, but really don't understand what the words or what the passage means. You gotta be careful of, of who you accept in your circle. You gotta be, be careful of who you embrace as one another in your tribe. And until that happens, we're very susceptible. I think we're very vulnerable to the fair speech and the seducing spirits. Mm -hmm. And they come in many shapes and, and, and many forms. You know, they talk about the, the wolf in sheep's clothing. They're out there. So my, my suggestion is that when we, when we talk about that church hurt, really evaluate the depth. You got to really evaluate the depth of that hurt. You know, when you, you, you have, and another thing, y'all done got me started. That's okay. When my dad, yeah, I've not had many people, you know, at the time that, you know, close to me had gone on the glory. And when my dad died, a lot of people came to me and said, I'm sorry for your loss. And when I first heard it, it kind of irritated me a little bit it didn't it didn't set well with my spirit and they kept saying that they came to the you know the, the funeral home and said, i'm sorry for your loss and i'm getting text messages and facebook you know messages i'm sorry for your loss and i figured out i guess that was the decent thing for people to say but my dad's life and my dad's death was not my loss all of that was my gain to have him in my life now he was religious, but he was still planting the seed in me that there were some things that I could go back to, you know, and 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 really study, eat the meat and throw away the, the bone. So I think I'm saying that. So as we were younger and we've had leaders or 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 the wrong leaders, yes, that you 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 look at the intent. Some of them know truth and they will not say it. To the congregation because if they said it i think that would that would hurt with the with the the, the 10 percent. i think some of it would 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 hurt with the you know the the offerings and now that we are in the opportunity you know we're we're in this pandemic i think it's really caused a lot of people to be exposed and and rightfully so is giving people an opportunity to not be seduced is given all of us an opportunity to revisit, you know, our childhood, revisit the things that we did when we were babes in Christ, revisit the opportunity and the necessity to, to, to go in prayer. And really for those of us to understand the importance of being with people that are like-minded. Now, Ms. Kim, what you are presenting right now is, is really a time for people not only to listen, but a time for people to be heard, you know? and not be convicted, not be shunned, and not be judged. But the struggle is real. I'm gonna stop right there. I don't, want to, I don't want to take up all the time. Look, 
Um, I just feel like in this season that we are in the pandemic, um, it's really a time to pray, seek God's face and be obedient to his word. And not so more, not, not so much of running to people to get um, clarification or, you know, a second opinion, but just seeking God so that God can give you a better understanding of what you're requesting, what you're asking. And that way you won't have to worry about, you know, nobody giving you false information because he, he's not going to lie to you. Um, he will send people your way to minister to you. So with that being said, we just have to be careful of who we confide in because everybody is not God-like. Everybody is not going to hold, as we say, hold water. They go, oh, this one came to me and they said this, they said that. You know, we have to, God will send us a confidant to um, spill. Even if we lay before him, we can tell God anything. We don't have to start our prayer with, oh, Father God, we can just say, God, I'm, I'm, you know, I need your help. I need to talk to somebody. I know I sit on my bed and I talk to him like he's on the side of my bed with me. I mean, I, I have no shame. Like, and um, as far as growing up, I think, I think they were, I, I can't really um, speak on that, but I can say for me growing up, I think it was a time they just wanted to get us saved. You have to repent of your sins. Be, be baptized in Jesus' name. This is what the word is saying to us. And, you know, we went to children's church. We went to vacation Bible school, stuff like that. But growing and maturing in Christ, just really rightly dividing the word and seeking God for answers, we have to make sure that we understand what he's trying to say unto us. Um, back to the church, it could have been us. We may not have understand, but it goes back to open up your mouth and ask. It's no, it's no harm, and I think we talked about that on last week. It's no harm in going and asking a preacher if you may not understand what's coming across the pulpit. You just can't ask them why they're on the pulpit, but you can definitely go and say, hey, Bishop, hey, Elder, you know, I need to sit and talk to you when you have time. You know, ask questions so you won't be that mind that that mind will get you if you don't speak up and ask questions because it will play tricks on you all day long it will have you thinking that oh they was talking about me but if you sitting under the word and you know that that preacher is telling the truth you you might be convicted i mean it's it's all of how you perceive it you have to we have to be very cautious of how we um claim church hurt because and some people may have been hurt i'm not gonna doubt that some some point in life people have not been hurt in church but i mean we we are living in the last days you know what i'm saying and us as being adults you know we supposed to mature in christ you know we are no longer babes in christ we we are supposed to mature grow 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 keep growing keep growing keep growing in Christ if you still don't know no no if you still not getting that answer go back whoever you confide in if you have to reach out to a pastor you know email whatever or seek God for clarity that's the only thing I can say I mean you know I know I I don't know everything I, I ask questions all day long I know people get tired of hearing me because I'm going to ask questions. I don't, I don't want to assume, you know, I want to ask. And I, you know, I was saying last week of how um, I was sitting in church and Bishop was preaching and he wasn't stepping on my toes, but we, one of my girlfriends, we had a conversation and he was all in our conversation. And I said, I believe if I had got up to go to the restroom, I would have went past the door and like ran around the <laughs> church. Because I mean, he 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 enlightened 
what I was feeling. So it wasn't like he was on our call or nothing. It was like he enlightened and he made me feel so much better because it was like a load on me and also forgiveness. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, we have to have a forgiving heart, even if the person don't ever come and say, <clears throat> even if you go to them, hey, dude, hey, sis, you hurt me. If they don't, um, you know, they can't apologize back, then you forgive them. We, we have to forgive. And I can't say we must forget, but we can forgive them. We know not to play on their playground anymore. But we don't um, keep letting them hurt us. So we forgive and move on because one thing about it, you definitely don't want to miss out on your blessing. You definitely don't want to hold yourself hostage for simply, I forgive you. You know what I'm saying? Because you, mm -hmm. I mean, God, God is looking at our hearts. He knows, you know, he knows our thoughts. And it, it doesn't hurt to open up your mouth and say, I forgive you. We may not want to because I know people deal with pride all day long. Amen. But I know we living in a pandemic. You know, I forgive you. I love you, but I will no longer tolerate you doing this to me anymore. And keep it moving. Speak. Praise the Lord. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, you have a good day. You don't have to hold a conversation with them. You can just move on. You you know you did your due diligence. I'm done. <laughs> and a lot of what you just now said, Nicole, is uh, very true, and it has a lot of um, validity to it. And I want to add too. You know, God has been dealing with me on the lost, almost like the lost tribe of the church. Um, a lot of them, like myself, had a calling on their life a lot of them went out in the world, but never um, made it back. So I feel that it's very imperative that we reach back to those who were lost in the shuffle, the ones that possibly are still hurting and suffering alone, the ones that have made um, decisions in their lives to, that have cost them um, in, a, in a great way. It has caused uh, many to make decisions that they regret, but as long as they are in the land of the living, they still have the opportunity to feel, fulfill their divine purpose. They can still say, um, I'm bitter, but not broken. I'm damaged, but not done. They too have a work or an assignment um, on their life um, to be accomplished with this generation of soldiers uh, for such a time as this. We cannot go on as business as usual, trying to acquire other lives, uh, to save other lives and forget those who were lost in the shuffle. Um, you know, the Bible even states that we, we you know, we, we can't forget those, you know, he says, what you've done to the least of me, you've done unto me also. We can't forget um, those who were hurt by the church hurt and just like I said, try to acquire um, new lives, we still have to reach back to them and, um, you know, do, do what we have to do and, 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 and seek God's face on how to approach them. You know, Rodney, what are your uh, thoughts on that as far as like, reaching back to them? I think it's, it's, it's important, but at the, at the same time, before we start reaching back, we need to make sure that there's, there's, we we got the plank out of our eye. I think sometimes you know there are a lot of people that I've that I've stumbled across, and I, say, I guess I did it too. I have a call in my life. I have a call in my life. Yeah, you have a call in your life, but sometimes you're not called. You're sent. Jesus. So, so you need to under, understand the distinction be, between the two. And you know, sometimes when when we we say we we have a call. You know, understand what your agenda is. Understand that, you know, if you are called or sent, that there's a possibility that you're going to have blood on your hand. Mm -hmm. Understand that first and foremost, you know, when they say don't be afraid of the look on their faces because mm -hmm. they, they, they're, going, they're going to look at you. You know, they're, they're going to bring stuff up that you rather forget. 
And the devil and people that are on your side will always bring the past up to you. So hmm. when, when, when you're called or, and or sent, first and foremost, are you prepared to be obedient? Okay. And if, if, if not, as I said last week, when I, for, for me, the mark was to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And every now and then, you know, I, I have to um, remind myself not to say, why me, Lord? Because as we pray for the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, the only way you're going to get that, you're going to have to experience some things. You're going to have to experience it to get the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding. So that when people say, you know, Brother Giles, Brother Giles, you just don't understand. Oh, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. You know, I know that trial, that tribulations and, and all those tests. And sometimes I, I put myself through it all. And be mindful not to, not to blame the pastor, the bishop, the usher, you know, the first lady or whoever it was. You know, there's some things that I did to myself, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So I'll stop there. Thank you for asking me. And, and what is your take, Nicole, on us reaching back um, to those lost souls that left uh, Christ? I, I feel like we, as um, I'm going to say Brother Giles has pointed out, we make sure our hands are clean. We make sure that we have a clean and pure heart when we are going to reach back. We, we are going to suffer. I mean, Christ suffered, but we wanna make sure we suffer for a good cause. If you, if we saying, you have people say they have a call on their life, they're called by God. That calling comes with consequences. You just not gonna walk in church with your Bible in your hand. You're gonna have a whole entourage. You're going to have people pointing fingers. You're going to have people coming and telling you stuff. And we just you just got to be humble. You know what I'm saying? Because the purpose of it is being humble. It's not all about, I, I, I can't quote it verbatim, but so many people want to be served. You know what I'm saying? Because you're in that position. You know, they, they want you to run for them, but actually they are serving us. You, you see what I'm saying? So when when we say we are called, make sure you are hearing from God when you're saying you're called. Uh -huh. Your calling is without repentance. Seriously. And if you're running around here saying, oh, I'm called by God. Hey, make sure make sure you know what you're talking about. Because that's, that's one thing not to play with. You can't keep saying that God, God is speaking... People say God is speaking to them. How we know God is speaking to them? But they say you will know them by their fruits. Like being you talked about earlier this morning, we, we will know them by their fruits. If they don't have no fruits, what are you doing? <clears throat> I mean, really, what are you doing? You cannot take the Lord's name in vain and run with it. I would, I would never wish that upon nobody. And I always say, you, you may not feel like that you're getting it down on earth, but I would rather get it here than have to stand in judgment and he say, depart from me. So we, we just got to make sure we keep our hands clean and we, we, we stay in the face of God and we repent. Whatever hurt we dealing with, we get it out because we can't be hurt and try to help somebody that's hurt. Ms. Kim, you said we, we, we reach back, and there's nothing wrong with that, is, is, is reaching back. Understand, I'm reaching back to someone that's lost or in the muck, in the, in the mire, um, at their wit's end. Um, I can't say that my job was not done because I didn't take them through deliverance. Um, we, still, we still plant seeds. You know, we still... You know, first and foremost, sometimes reaching back does not always mean what you say or what you do. Sometimes reaching back just means you listened. Mm -hmm. You know, and and sometimes not saying a mumbling word. You know, other than 
and you know, Miss Nicole, sister, when you when you were when you were talking, it just came to me that your lifestyle is more important than your title. Yes. Mm. Not, yes. Not to disrespect, you know, the, the the bishops and the lay speakers and but your your lifestyle. And you know, I finally after after many years found the church home. And you know, I found I kept saying, I am apostolic Pentecostal faith. I was born into it. But I had someone simply tell me the Pentecostal apostolic, it's a lifestyle. And that blew my mind. I didn't, I didn't understand. So I'm thinking from the from the old days, if I'm drinking and partying, I'm going straight to hell. You know what I'm saying? If but the the, the lifestyle is what keeps us in order if we choose to obey. And yes, that flesh has to die daily. So sometimes reaching back is not all about what you say to a brother or a sister. Sometimes reaching back is just so that they can see your light, see your walk, see your faith. And and you're you are so right. It's not about titles. I mean I've I've sat mm. and listened to people talk, bishops and stuff, and they'll be like, don't call me that. You know what I'm saying? Because they're so humble. Now you have some, they will tell you what they are all day long. Oh, don't call me that. My name is missionary such and such. Okay, wow. so what's your mission? Wow. I mean, wow. and and then you have some people, they will say, <laughs> oh, you know, my name is Elder. When, when um, I just remember signing my paper and I said, Nicole Jones, not Sus, not Lady, not Missionary, Nicole mm. Jones. Because mm. when you get to heaven, the Lord ain't going to say Missionary Nicole Jones or <laughs> Lady Nicole Jones. He's going to say Servant. You know what I'm saying? Well done. <laughs> When you when you pass away, they ain't gonna put all that on your tombstone. God forbid, they gonna put your <laughs> Nicole Jones, nineteen seventy five to dot 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 dot. It ain't all about that. Mm -hmm. We all are children of God. It's just that God put people in position <laughs> to give us the word. That that's all it is. Anybody can be used by God, but you just gotta want to. And just like that calling is a serious thing, it's without repentance. You have some some that are called. You have some that ain't called. I think sometimes we give, again, I keep going back to, to <laughs> how we were conditioned. And don't 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 get me wrong. I can I can go upstairs and and Kim, I don't, I don't know whether you knew about it because I don't talk about it. I can go upstairs and get my collar. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't wear it. I can look, you know, I, I don't even know where, where my car was that would show, you know, that I was ordained. All right. So I could show the card and I could probably go to a hospital and, and <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get I can in, get into yeah. the hospital and visit an hours of clothes. Yeah. And all that stuff. But what, the, right. what does that mean? You Absolutely. Know, so to gain their, their that's 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 where I am. So no, I don't I don't I don't boast that. And right. what what gets me most is do I know that I listen? Do I know through the sermon that I gave that sister, that brother, you know, some some good talk that the Lord gave me for them? You know, and just to you know, first and foremost, going back to to that church hurt, we gotta we gotta move past that daily, and it's always easy to 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 go back and use what happened to us as an excuse because he did this or she didn't do that. That's why I'm angry. That's why I'm doing. Throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. You know, exactly. But God didn't hurt you, so you gonna punish him and not go to the Lord's house. You, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to keep seeking them and um, because you feel like your church hurt. Well, well, if I may interject right there, you know, some people do um, associate people that they trust, um, that they just automatically assume that are qualified to take them to the next level of, mm -hmm. of spirituality. 
um, when they do hurt them, that's when that disappointment comes in, you know, because they are babes in Christ or either they are children and they don't know any better. They don't, you know, so I can't really, I can't really blame them. You know, I, I, I don't want to say, I really don't want to use the word blame, but you know, it kind of is what it is. I, I don't blame them for putting their trust in someone that they sought to take them to the next level. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they were kind of in the hands of that person mm -hmm. that was placed in that position. Mm -hmm. You know, not saying that they were qualified to be in that position, but they were placed, you know, in that position. Um, um, you know, I just want to say this. Um, this came to my mind. Your first ministry is at home. It, it really so is. So when, when you have children, your first ministry is at home. So if you are church hurting, I'm going to say church hurting, you come back home to your first ministry and you sit and get it out. Whether if it be like us, you know, can we have kids? If our mm -hmm. kids are hurt in church, let them come back to us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if we can't give them the right answer, we need as parents be seeking God. Absolutely. Also, if we have a leader, we need to be, oh, I need clarification. I need to know how to um, handle this situation. But our first ministry is at home. Absolutely. So if, if our children or our family members, especially if they living with us, spouse, whatever, they church hurt, our first ministry is at home. We should be having Bible study in home at home. We should be praying so that even the Bible said train up a child the way they should go so that they will know. They will know, oh, this is gonna come. This is supposed to be. This this gonna be all day long. You can't just floss through life and not be hurt. This is is in the Bible. This is supposed to be. You have mm -hmm. to arm yourself. Guard your heart. When they come back, this is what you need to be doing. Pray. Seek his face. Read the Bible. Get a better understanding. Your first ministry, our first ministry is at home. I, I wouldn't want my children to go out and say that they church hurt and I not know about it. When I know they can come to me and say, Mom, this is what's hurting me. Hey, we're going to get his word. We're going to pull it out. We're going to pray. We're going to have a whole conversation because I got all day. You know what I'm saying? So it won't be church hurt, church hurt. You will get a better understanding of why this is to come, why somebody may say something to you you may not like. But on the other hand, if it's you, then you're going to be convicted. You got to come back and clean yourself up. Ask God for forgiveness. What did he does? He forgives. He gonna cast. He gonna cast it in the sea of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So don't walk around being shameful. Don't walk around being hurt. Hold your head up high. You know what I'm saying? With a smile on your face. It may still hurt a little bit, but God's gonna heal their hearts. And I'm using my kids <clears throat> for an example. But you know, it it takes time to heal. Just like when mm -hmm. we um when when we repent of our sins, we go down in Jesus name, you know, we may go down as alcoholics. We may go down with sexual issues. We may go down as drug addicts. If we pray unto God, God, I need you to clean it up. I know when I went down in Jesus name, I, I used to cuss like a sailor. That, that didn't get taken from me right away. Everything else did. My flesh, I asked God to sustain it until I got married. But my my mouth, I I still had to um ask God to clean my mouth up. It was a daily process. It was a daily walk with God. It didn't just happen overnight. I had to keep going to God, even giving his word back to him. The Lord, you said you would do this. Lord, mm -hmm. you said you would do that. You know what I'm saying? I had to keep staying in his face on a daily basis, Lord, clean my heart. Lord, clean my mouth. Everything else, he just took it. So that, that that's something else to think about, but I don't know. Y'all can go ahead. Because <laughs> I can talk all day. 
Well, that's all right too. Um, you know, even with the church heart piece, um, I, I really feel like even with the pandemic that's going on, God showed me early on, um, I, I wasn't even afraid, none whatsoever. I wasn't afraid. He was like, he had already prepared me for it. He showed me, um, you know, while everybody else was still running out into the streets and trying to do business as usual, you know, there's a scripture and I can't tell you exactly where it's found. Um, maybe Mr. Rodney will be able to tell us, but he says, you know, go inside for a while while my wrath, you know, is at hand. And I took that literally, you know, to stay in the house for a while. But while I was in the house, I was on my knees praying to him and seeking his face, asking him, what direction do I need to go? What do I need to do? And that's not just us as individuals, that's us as the church. We all need to be reevaluating re where we stand with Christ, asking him, what, what must I do? You know, what, which direction do we need to go? You know, he says, behold, <clears throat> new thing. You know, what is that new thing? You know, am, am I in alignment? Because a lot of the churches right now, um, and it's not just by chance. I think he's given us the opportunity to reevaluate uh, what's going on. You know, he says, you know, that we are supposed to be equally yoked and, um, you know, we, we're all supposed to be on one accord. That's not just for marriages. That, that's talking about the body of Christ. We need to all make sure that we are acting on one accord and that we all, you know, are, are moving in one direction. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you know, one 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 thing I thought about when the pandemic hit um for us, because so many people have got, am I saying the word right? Um I wanna say this no. I'm just gonna say they have moved away, straight away from God. And um, when the pandemic hit, it just came to my mind, like, what are we doing as, I'm say Christians, what are we doing as God's people? Are we truly doing what God has called us to do? Um, for us to be inside, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't, we had to watch church online. We couldn't physically come in contact with people. And right now we do the fist pound and everything. And I was going to work and I was getting in the elevator and this happened recently. <clears throat> and um, I kind of like chuckled because I was like, we walking around with these stupid masks on our face. It's all a muzzle to stop us from saying what the Lord has given us to say. You know, we out in public. You know, we can't even, you got to, and it's so that, you know how they say they put the filters in where you can't even, um, you can't even really hear what the people are saying. So you got to get close up to hear what they say. And I say, it's all a muzzle. They actually think they setting the church down, the, the, the body, I'm going to say the body of Christ, because the church is just the building where we come to worship at. Um, think that they're actually shutting the body of Christ down, but if we all get on one accord, we will blow this world, blow whatever Satan is trying to come against us out. I'm, I'm telling you, it just, matter of fact, it just takes two or three. God said, wait, two or three are gathered, I will be in the midst. So I was like, the, the devil's trying to shut us down by making us wear those masks um, so that people can't hear what we're saying. That was my thought. Wow. Wow. I mean, I I was so I was so I was so mad like I just wanted to walk out the elevator and just scream because I was like I just felt like okay, we've been wearing this for months like this this virus they said, okay, it's real. It's is a real thing. People are getting sick. But the scripture said, hold on, I, I want to quote it because I don't want to be wrong. Go ahead, take your time. 
y'all put me on the spot. I'm, I'm <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to. Is you know, I just, I don't know. It just bothered me. It bothered me that day because I was like, we sit in church with mask on our face. You know what I'm saying? Even though we can still worship, we sit in mask. So I just remember. I think it was <clears throat> we were. We were sitting in church, and um, when we first got there, it was like, you know, you kind of feel your way out or whatever. But when I seen them started praising God, I said, Devil, you will not win. You won't win this battle. You can keep us handcuffed, shackled. I remember I sent you the song, I'll Make It. And um, whether if we got to walk, if we got to crawl, if they lock us up, what are we going to do? We can't let the mask, you know what I'm saying? You can't even see your facial expression. You know, we can't let this mask um, stop us from praising God, saying what the Lord has given us to say. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It, you know, it just really bothered me because I was like, people are getting, you know, getting too comfortable in the pandemic. And, you know, in the beginning, it was, you know, we, we, we honestly didn't know. Some of us panicked. Some of us didn't know what to do. But as it took on, because we started in, what, the end of February, and now we are in October, November, I was like, it's, it's tell the truth. Basically, you're going to tell the truth of what, what you're trying to do. Either you're trying to hear them say, well done, or you're going to wake up your eyes in hell. You're going to wake up and you're going to be in hell. It's, it's tell the truth, 100 pandemic. That was my thought. Either you gonna tell the truth or you gonna keep lying. Hmm. You you have to come clean. This is your time to be pure, purged by God. You need to get that old guilt, that old trash. Like you know how when you don't change your oil and you got all that garbage they say in your oil tank. It's time for you to get a new refill of God. You you need to get refill with the Holy Ghost. You, you need to get refill on the word of God. Rightly divide the word. Get out of the funk of, okay, I may not like this church. Okay, well, God, lead me somewhere else. Lead me to somewhere I can worship where it ain't going to be a bunch of chaos. He will do it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we got we to gotta feel a little bit of uncomfortable. We, we can't be in the church and we can just lollygag and do something. You want to feel, <laughs> you, you want to go to church and be convicted. You don't want to be sitting there where you can just come in. You know what I'm saying? You want to feel free to praise God, but it has to, it, you have to feel a little bit of untight, I think. You don't want to come and be, just do whatever you want to in God's house then that ain't going to be God's house. That's going to be your house. <laughs> I mean, that's just my thought. And I, I just feel like we need to get back on track with God because, you know, we, we know we are living in perilous times. We are living in the last days. Don't get comfortable in the pandemic. We are in, tell the truth, 100. Any lies you got floating, go back and clean it up. If you got a lying tongue, repent. If you got stuff that you need to clean up, if you got your mindset is I want to make it in, you got work to do. Because we don't know the day or hour that the Son of Man shall appear. Those that wait, watch for him, you going to see him. It, it ain't, it's, I'm telling you, people need to get on board. Really seek God. We we are living in perilous times. It's no time to be playing games. And if you ain't convicted, shame on you. Shame on you. If you Amen. think you can run around here and do whatever you want to do, shame on you. Because I would not lay my head down and fall asleep and not give God glory or ask him to forgive me. Even if I walk past somebody and I didn't speak, Lord, mm -hmm. please forgive me. You don't even know if you're going to wake up in the morning. Mm. The Bible said, teach us to number our days. You number them like it's your last day. This could be my last night sitting here. You just don't know. Don't play with God. Mm. 
and he already put us in this pandemic. Get yourself together. You wasn't out of the pandemic. Now you're secluded. You are in some people, some people go to church, they scared to come outside. Okay. You got online, ain't no excuse. Open up your computer if you don't. Some of them got phone calls. Get your butt up, go <laughs> and get on that call so you can hear a word of the Lord. It don't, mm. it, it's, it's no excuse. It's no excuse. So don't be crying, church hurt. Your, your options are open. Don't be um, secluded. Nope. You got online, uh, you got phone call, dial in, do whatever you need to do. And you can repent. You ain't got to go in front of the church. You go in your um, secret closet. Get yourself a prayer closet. I know my daughter got one upstairs all day long. You you can't even get in her, her room. She be up there slain in the spirit, laying on the floor. Do your thing. I'm telling wow. you, yo, if, if, if you want to make it in, man, go back. Pandemic. We are living in a pandemic. Start from the beginning. Now. Now is the time. The election, you don't know what's going to happen. To God be the glory. God, everything is in control. You you cannot lose sight of what is at hand. <coughs> And don't get comfortable. This is not the time to get comfortable. Not the time to get comfortable. Well, for, for it is it is 832. When you say it's not time to get comfortable, people, people have gotten so comfortable because of their hurt that they don't even try anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, just 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 numb. Just 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 really um we call it desensitized. To nothing anybody says, nothing anybody does, really bothers them anymore. They're just flatlined. Mm -hmm. What's wrong, sis? <laughs> she got a whole. You got you got something on your mind. Mm, 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 mm. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna leave it alone. If you are hurt and you're going flatline, if that thing is ripping your heart out and you cannot get it out, you need to seek the face of Jesus. I'm going to tell you, I'm a bona fide witness. You have to give it up. You won't, you cannot die and go to hell with hurt. I mean, you can't die and go fall asleep, whatever, and be hurt. You cannot do it. Don't hold yourself up from being blessed by God with hurt. The procedures in the Bible, how to do it. If you have an audience, your brother, you go to them. You may feel a certain type of way, but to keep yourself same to keep yourself in the will of God go to them if they don't accept it that's their business you have done the will of God I forgive you and you move on let God do the rest he's in control once you get that please take your hands off of it walk away with a smile long as you keep dwelling and keep feeding into it the lord said i thought you said you forgive them mm. you can't keep persecuting them people you can't keep holding yo you holding up your blessing take your hands off of it but you know what nicole even um some of the hurt that we're talking about even before they get to the stage of being able to um they're still in that nurturing stage they're, they're in that nurturing stage where they're trying to learn to get to the point of uh, being, um, I, I guess, or, or having that knowledge to be able to say, hey, I forgive you, or this, that, and the other, or learning how to manage their lives when people come into their lives to hurt them. 
Um, but when you're still a babe in Christ and you, you don't even know uh, what direction you're trying to go in or what, what direction to go in and you leave out of the will of God, then you're kind of just out there. And I think that's what Rodney said. You're just out there. You know, so it's up to us to try to, you know, reach out to them to kind of bring them back or just extend ourselves. Because some of them, you know, they're not even to the point that we, we are to that point now because we had to go through something to get to this point. But those who were hurt prematurely before they did mature in Christ, they're just out there. So with that being said, then we need to extend our hand to them and give them the word of what they need to do. I guess like nurture them, let them know, let them get it out. If they confide in you, let them get it out. And then you tell them, okay, th this is what you need to do. And use scripture so that they can go back and look look at it when they're not in your presence. You know, they can use that scripture to say, okay, this is where she told me to go at. This is where she told me to go at. And keep checking on them. Don't leave them out there by themselves. Right. It's that, just, and you have to have a pure heart. You yeah. first of all, you have to have a pure heart when dealing with a person like that. You know, your intentions have to be pure. Right when dealing with them. Because how, how do you know that person that you are um, reaching out to that, you know, that might be all that they need for them to come back to the church. You know, you gotta extend your hand. Also, like you said, make sure your hands are clean. Make sure your heart is pure and you're not going in with a bad intention. Like I'm just gonna hold, go in here, their gossip, stuff like that. No, you have to be really, really careful with that person because you will hurt them again. But if they're going to fight, you fight with them. Don't turn them loose. I don't care if they call you two, three o'clock in the morning. If if they call you and say, oh, I need prayer, you fight. If, if they say, oh, I don't understand them, I mean, understand what the Bible is saying. You make sure you understand that scripture that they're pointing out to you. But don't don't leave them unattended. And invite them. Oh, why don't you come and go to church with me this Sunday? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you come and hear the word? Is is you Sunday? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Depending on <clears throat> how old they are, whatever. Just extend your, you know, bring them bring them in. Slowly bring them in. But make sure that you are nurturing them and it's not all a big setup. We don't want to offend them again. We want to bring them in to Christ. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you all day long, I remember telling a young lady, um, she was like, I want the Holy Ghost. And um, she was like, but, um, you know, she was fighting. She kept going back and forth. So I just remember her calling me and she called me at 2.30 in the morning and I didn't catch her call. I guess that was that one night I slept heavy. But when I got up at 5.30, I reached out to her and she was like, you know, telling me what she fell asleep and she had a dream. So she was like, I don't want to do that anymore. She was like, I want to you know, seek his face. She was like, I want the Holy Ghost. I said, you going to fight? I'll fight with you. I'm not going to turn you loose. I was like, so if you need me, you need me to come where you are, you call me. I will drop what I'm doing and come with, come with you. We're going to do this together. So I'm going to hold your hand and um, don't let, and I won't let you go. Mm-hmm. And that 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 young lady, with the help of the Lord, she got the Holy Ghost. She she did not give up. She was a fighter. She was fighting like she was on life support. So I said, "To God be the glory." 
Yes. To God be the glory. I was I was so excited for her. I was like, you gotta, you gotta give God praise. You have to give him praise. And she just started speaking in tongues. I said, Lord, you did it again, right <laughs> in the devil face. But it said your fruits will speak for you. We just gotta make sure we keep those hands clean and a pair of heart. You never know where God can take you. And you don't need to be sitting on the roster. You don't need to be, um, <laughs> you don't, I'm telling you, you don't need to be a usher in the church. It's just your your words, your heart. You know what I'm saying? You, you could be talking to a drunk. You know what I'm saying? You just never know. You don't need to have no, no card. You got a bank card. You got your driver's license. What you worrying about getting a title for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, come on now. Those ones that have the titles, the bishops, pray for them daily because you know they. I can only imagine what they go through. You know what I'm saying? Being in charge of a church, stuff like that. That's a whole lot. But us people like us, please, you go out on the street, bring them in. Bring them in. Get them in here. How do you say that song said it's going to rain? Come on in. It's time for us to come in. It's about to rain. Get them people in the church. Be yeah. careful where you lead them, sis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, but before you lead them to the church, all I've been saying, and, and I'm not saying not to lead people to the church, but I just want to make sure at this time during the pandemic that we're all reevaluating our lives and our spiritual walk with Christ so that when the people do come to the church, that we're prepared to lead them in the right direction, that we're not leading them to hell. And, and you know what, with that being said, the Lord will allow you, <coughs> us to take the way we know they're going to be fed and not push the right. He, he, will, he will speak to us to say, oh no, not right there. Take them there. Take them there. And they mm -hmm. will be so comfortable sitting in the pew and everything. It won't, it won't be like they, you know, sitting up tight or they afraid. They can be free to worship and praise the Lord. But we have to we have to listen to God because God going to give us instructions on where they need to be at. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hey, sisters, it is 843. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait until next week to, to, to do this again. So please forgive me because I have to sign off. That is no problem. Um, without further ado, we'll just go ahead and wind it down. Um, but I do want to allow, um, I do want to tell our listeners to please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And once again, this is Real Talk for Thought. I'm your host, Kimberly. Nicole Jones is your co-host. And remember, you are not alone. Amen. Amen. Everybody be blessed. Good night, sisters. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to Real Talk for Thought. Again, I'm your host, Kimberly Easton Holmes, and co-host, Nicole Jones. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Real Talk for Thought. And remember, you are not alone.